Loser is a pop culture and reality TV roundup. I'm Jessica Jardin. I'm Marcy Jaro. Hello, Jessica Jardin. Hello, Marcy Jaro. <laughs> it's fun to do a full name. I know. It's formal. Sometimes I'm sure you get the same with me that you're like, did I just say that right? Oh my God. I still say, th- I'm like, not sure I say your name right. I, the same thing with most of my friends. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I have that a lot with my name. People like who've known me for a long time will hear me say it finally and be like very upset that they've been mispronouncing it. And I, I'm sure you have that too. And you're like, I don't have time to correct all the time. Look, I can't teach you French. <laughs> I called you Marcy Giroux for a long, long time. It makes sense. Yeah. I see it. Yeah, same. That's how I feel. It's not like some baffling mispronunciation. <gasps> what was oh that, Jess? That's oh magical noise. So sorry, guys. An Entertainment Tonight story. Just you have to mute. Stop. Please. Oh, my God. Jessica, that? Entertainment Tonight can't do this to us. Where is it coming? Oh, I see. Okay. You know how there's like 30 screens nowadays? Like 30 little videos on like a, uh-huh. a daily news thing? Okay. I'm so sorry, you guys. You're having such a nice little... <gasps> gentle catch up it's this full moon eclipse it's always something with the moon the moon won't leave us alone lately yeah i do feel pretty dominated by the moon lately (laughs) all the celestial things up there fucking with us constantly like give us a break mars mercury jupiter moon not even close to these planets and they are up my asshole up my butt um over the weekend i was in malibu yes and i saw a shooting star and it (gasps) felt so special that is special and then you just keep seeing shooting stars out there i guess when there's no more lights you see a lot of cool stuff i know i'm never looking up at that night sky well you can't see it out here yeah too much pollution oh that sounds so nice i'm having a real hankering of like uh, a getaway you Ooh. Know? just like uh, one, uh and it's you know and then it's funny because holidays come and it's really about a lot of sort of like obligatory travel or yeah. time um even though it's people you love but um yeah i was even in yoga today being like do i want to go to vegas which <laughs> is a thought i never have and i'm not gonna go uh, w- I you do have it though we know we've been to we like Vegas I know but it's not really like uh at the forefront of it doesn't really it's usually like um event based yes versus like I'm hankering for that cool city time to go to Vegas baby yeah I just don't feel like I'm we know people who are like I gotta get to Vegas but I don't know I think I'm just itchy to go have fun yeah to do a thing yeah and you like to dress up and I be do cute. I want to get I like dressing up and it would be fun to have a martini i don't really care about like literally doing anything in vegas like as far as like i don't know how to gamble i don't really care about going to a club i wouldn't want to go to a club but i do like drinking in the hotel bars she likes walking around looking good guys i like it it's fun to get dressed up my like i'm so happy to just walk around like get ready get room service and have a couple drinks in the lobby bars and get right back up to that room. Get right back up to that room. Eat some great junk. Yeah, Ugh. it's great. Um, so I have watched and you have watched half and up. I've watched. So on Peacock, the ultimate girls trip. Yes, I is, watched first up. It's out. It's on Peacock. It is the most fun reality show. It's also on Hulu. 
Yes. Uh, if you don't have Peacock, because why would you? It's a weird app to have, but I Strange. have it. No, I might. I didn't sign up. I just did the free one. Uh-huh. So that's why it only gave me the first episode. Rude. So then I was like, oh, OK, I just didn't have time to fully sign up. But I, I have to because I need to see the next episodes desperately. And I don't know if we shall cover it here because... Not everyone will be able to watch it. Yeah. But let me tell you, Ramona Singer is a goddamn monster. And she makes Kenya Moore seem very nice and polite. Very level-headed. Very, like, diplomatic. Uh-huh. And, and yeah, next to... I mean, I was truly like, no wonder she has stayed on and will stay on for probably so long. Which one? Ramona. Yes. Because she made it, the whole thing is about her. Oh, that, yeah. To have that many huge personalities and the she was the center of the whole thing top to bottom. That is a miraculous feat. It keeps happening in the other two episodes as well. Uh, I I will say the other takeaway that I have from it is, well, I think the women are mostly there to actually have fun. Yeah. And they are fun. They yes. are actually very fun. I was like, is Kyle the most fun person alive? This is what, so if people don't like, I think there are people out there who don't like Kyle. She's one of my favorite, like top five housewives yeah. because I think she just seems like a nice, cool person. Everyone loves Kyle. Yes. She is the, she is the like social lubricant for every single person. And maybe it's even better because she doesn't have a friend there. Yeah. But that's a huge like trust move to have her go solo without another Bev Hills person. And yeah, at least in just the first episode, I was like, okay, cool girl. She's so fun. But who would you even put from Beverly Hills? That's why it's like no one else. No one else. But yeah, it's fun and it makes all the women, it really makes them all shine yeah. except for Ramona. It makes her shine in the way that she's an evil person. Yeah, that's what I'm that's what I'm saying. Like it's so strange that get that reality TV gift to be you are despicable, but you are getting the most screen time. Yeah. You are furthering your value on the show because you everyone is uniting mm-hmm. around how difficult you are. Yeah. Which is hard. I'm shocked that Kenya is coming off so likable. Yeah. She really does. Like, I'm like, I think I like her now. Because I think it's because she doesn't have old beef with any of them. Yeah. So she's not trying to, like, nothing's, like, getting under her skin. Even though she's, like, having to appear in court for, like, her custody hearing. And she's, like, going through a lot. Yeah, it's a messy time. But it's good. And Luann... It's like Luann at her very best. Teresa even seems like great. Melissa, also, I also love Melissa Gorga. Mm-hmm. And you can see in the show what is special about Melissa. Yes. She's, I really like her. Her yeah. and Kyle's vibe. I was like, oh, these two are cute. Yeah. I love their vibe. Yeah. Teresa made me laugh. I just was like, this is so well cast. This location is so perfect. Michael, the uh concierge like a hot guy in the midst of these horny older women i just think it's like the most genius thing i've ever heard i'm so fun it's so fun and it's definitely produced by a different production company it looks sort of like 
uh, it looks a little bit like Love Island or something. Yeah, yeah. way more kind of drone shots and like, like yeah, bright colors, and yeah. it's definitely edited differently yeah. too. So you're right. I hadn't thought about that. Yeah, it's not stylistically. It's a little different, and it's just more. It's a more fun time. Yeah, well, because we're not deep into like what's going on with like Sonia's townhouse renovations and the financial ruin and like. It's not about their businesses. It's not about their love lives, really. It's just like about them as women and their dynamics. And like, and somebody else said this, maybe in a tweet or somewhere, but it's like they are acknowledging their fame and their careers and the show. Yes. Hearing them talk about like, well, New York was first and well, this and that. And like, we made it possible. Like hearing them talk about how you expect they would talk about being yes. like, oh, I didn't know. I, I mean, it's a lot of Ramona. Yeah, I didn't know I was famous for a while. And they're like, you're on TV. Like talking, acknowledging their fame. Teresa talking about being a best-selling uh, cookbook author. She doesn't stop talking about it. I'm not surprised. She, it, she, It's her only, it's the only leg she has to stand on in terms of defending herself against the tidal wave of like obvious fuck-ups in her life. Also, she, you know, she always says, I, I went away. Yeah. She goes, I went away to jail. And <laughs> I was like, oh, I'm so glad she finally said to jail. <laughs> well, I went away to prison. <laughs> I just think it's like, that piece is and and them acknowledging who's friends with whom who like what they've heard about each other for about and what they look like what they seem like and you can tell who watches all the other cities yeah and who doesn't oh my god it's like so meta and genius Ra- i love it first episode though ramona keeps calling kenya porsche oh my god and please you- don't do this and one it's like bad just because it's like why are you only getting the name of the one like the one it's two, a spe- it is two a black very women. specific microaggression yes. that black people experience but also people kenya hates Portia. <laughs> when they say that in her interview they're like they say it to her like by the way and she's like oh i don't so know how to watch show i don't know watch show <laughs> what i don't know um it's great though. it's a blast i can't wait to get a little further in and yeah we can like dig in a little bit more it's such a treat i know when what i a little holiday treat to i was get. like oh the first episode's up but then i was like all three of them are and i couldn't stop i every commercial break and i live alone guys i just would say out loud this is fun i really like this this is fun this is really fun i like this every commercial break i'm not that is not hyperbole at all it's fun and i like it too it's fun i like this Ooh, fun. i like, I like this, this. Ooh, i'm having fun over here oh that makes me happy oh i love it well should we dive into some news yeah. before we hop back to our beloved housewives we do have a bit of news so okay God, a lot happened this week it feels like paris 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 what's the name of her show paris getting married no paris in love I paris think. in love yes paris in love have you watched any episodes of it yet no i saw the clip of her and kathy that was shared of like kathy flipping out about like an hermes tray oh yes yes i saw that clip that's all i've seen um it really goes against kathy's brand on beverly hills right no I know. That's not what the tray is meant for. God, she gets so bad. <laughs> um, so I haven't watched it at all, but Paris did get married this past weekend. Okay. I'm I think getting... it was this past. Oh, no. Are we thinking of Simon Huck? Wait. Well, they were the same weekend. Oh, God. So Simon, much. Yeah. Simon Huck's we- wedding was at the Beverly Hills Hotel 
the same weekend as Paris's three-day wedding extravaganza. Oh, my God. Paris had a three-day wedding extravaganza. The fir- It was started on, like, Thursday night, which was funny because people were like, oh, my God, she got married on Thursday? That's what poor people do. And it was like, no, bitch. She's get- having a three-day wedding. That's why it starts on Thursday. But the, the so it was like at their, you know, Hilton private estate, the family's estate. And then well, there was this it used nut- to be it was her grandfather's estate. Yeah. So no longer in the family. But she was so excited that she could get married at her grandfather's home. I mean, the old money of it all. And then there was like the next night was on the Santa Monica Pier, kind of like this dance like. I don't know. Burning I'm, Man theme night. That was like very scary <laughs> to me. Too scary. And then I don't remember the, the second. The, the last night was like yet another fancy night. How did Kim manage to go to both? Well, they were both in L.A. Simon's. Yeah. Oh, oh, you mean like I, well, I don't know. I think that Simon's might have been like Friday night, maybe. Wow. And then. She, so that photo of her holding Paris's train, I think, is from the Thursday ceremony. OK, then I I know I had the same thing because it looked like I thought Simon's wedding was in New York. So I was like, what the hell? But it looks I think what she did was Paris is on Thursday and then Simon's on Friday. Um, But I mean, I don't know. It was a lot. It was a, a big lot. wedding weekend. Yeah. Um. And yeah, we we are meeting this man who she married, Carter Reum. I don't know how to say it. R E U M. How would you say that? Room. R E Reum. Reum. Um, and pretty. He's and he's just like a businessman. I like kind of tried to do some digging, and it was like, um, like you know, whatever, a money investor man. Uh, but right <laughs> after they got married, news broke. Uh, that the businessman has a nine-year-old child with another woman. Uh, supposedly, Paris knew about the love child, as it's described by Entertainment Tonight. Of I course don't... she did. Yes. Do you think Kathy Hilton didn't do a full background check of on this person? Yes, they knew. There's nothing about him they don't know. So the quote says, Carter shares a nine-year-old daughter with Laura Belize. A woman, some woman, um, <laughs> a man and a woman, a man and a woman, a businessman and a woman. <laughs> and page six reported that um, while Room does not have a traditional relationship with the girl, he, quote, has provided for her since she was born. Um, so. So, yeah. So that was I guess it doesn't really matter, but just a little bit of news. Um, and yeah, it look uh, congrats to Paris. I, I'm sure it was like ten million dollars. I cannot even imagine. People were really happy to obviously see that photo of Kim. There was also photos of her and Nicole Richie, which really made people happy. Yeah, because I think everybody is uh, not sure that that friendship has endured. Um, and and yeah, it was all filmed as part of the ongoing docuseries Paris and Love. We have to get up on that. I know. And, I, and a fair a fair amount of you have have written and asked about uh, us watching. And I yeah, when there's a little bit of time, I would love to catch up on it. Um, I will say, though, about the ultimate health, the ultimate girls trip. It's fun to just watch for fun, too. I know. I like I'm so used to take I started taking notes on ultimate girls trip. And then I was like, I don't know. Just watch it. Just watch it. <laughs> just watch it. We just are that dedicated to We're you guys. We're so studious. Um, also, Simon Huck's wedding. We had 
Kim giving a speech, which was very funny. Very funny. God, I forgot about that, too. So much happened. She did say a questionable. She had a questionable joke where she was like, um, this is my first gay marriage. Oh, well, except for my second wedding, (laughs) our first gay wedding. And then she said, unless you cut my second marriage or something. And I was like, (gasps) Chris, very funny. She hosts SNL once. This woman. She's dating, officially dating Pete Davidson. Oh, now. yes. Okay. So we should just hop to her since we. Yeah. Since we so, so breaking I guess news. I Someone once told me, Jess, that um, being funny is not a sexually transmitted disease. But me thinks his dick's making her funnier. <laughs> I do think she is funnier. She's always been funny to me. But uh, she's definitely funnier than ever right now. And guys, it's official. It's official. As of recording on Thursday night, uh, there are photos uh, of the two of them out holding hands holding hands we also had this weird picture oh of, my god yeah this <laughs> it's a weird skims advertisement too like that's yeah. another layer of it because they're wearing skims pajamas yeah but it's like pete and kim and Flava Flav and chris at chris's home in palm springs I think, supposedly I for his birthday pete's birthday pete's birthday sorry yeah, no, i don't know if it connects to flavor flay's birthday <laughs> uh the photo really broke my brain I was like, what's happening? What this? What this? <laughs> what but this? Clearly, so that was this week, and people were like, okay, that feels pretty likely. And then Thursday evening, just hours ago, uh, photos were snapped of the two of them out and about, still in Palm Springs, and the two of them are holding hands. Holding hands. His giant hands and her teeny tiny, teeny little hands. It's Ooh. it. I'm starting to come around. I didn't love the idea of them as a couple, but I'm coming around to it. I, it's hard for me. It's hard. I don't know why I'm, I don't know why I'm so uh, on. I'm game. I'm really into it and I'm game and I really like the vibe. It makes me feel like she's like, just having fun she's hap- after, and like and she's not looking to like marry this dude like it's like everyone knows pete's deal and i feel like she's like we all know he's a great dick that's very well known <laughs> and that it's just like this lady is having fun with a funny guy with a big dick for a little while and not to reduce him to his body but i mean i said his talent he's funny he's funny he's very funny um yeah he it, it it's in addition i think I, the reason I'm like, okay, whatever. She's having fun because we see her having fun in other places. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like, she's not just like, oh, she's dating. It's like, no, she clearly is like happy and out and like being funny and fun. Also at Simon Huck's wedding. I was just going to say, we have to hop back to the, I know what you're going to bring up. Courtney and Travis were all over each other and Scott was there. Oh, I didn't know Scott, Scott was, was there. <gasps> that because I was. I thought we were going to talk about the like her grinding on him and everybody filming it while that Blink One Eighty Two song played. Because I was like, "Excuse me, like, can you imagine you're the? I guess it's the groom and groom. I was going to say the bride, but I was like, that people were people were saying it was like very uncouth of them to be the center of attention like that. Yeah, I didn't know Scott was there. Scott was there, and <gasps> apparently he spent most of the night with Chloe and Chris. That's so weird. 
I mean, it's not given the nature of this family and what everything we know. But that's so weird. The idea of like your ex is there and to avoid you, they're hanging out with your sister. And your Especially mom. like Chloe. You know, I, I ship Chloe and Scott so hard, even though in the family stone, I am very anti the... <laughs> This, always say I, hate, I really don't like honestly you always say little women stuff. is a little women also i have a little bit of a problem with little women <laughs> as well just i know you I don't like sibling swaps. I, know I don't, don't know why. I think it's so taboo. It's like you, you could show me a picture of like uh, parents having anal at church. And I, <laughs> you're fine. I still think it's more taboo than hooking up with your siblings partner. Uh, yeah. I don't like, <laughs> I, I don't like, however, I agree, I agree. I make a huge exception. They get a pass for Chloe and Scott because they have such a, such a huge pull between them. No, I think it's been there the whole time, maybe. And she looked phenomenal she looked at the great. wedding. And no Tristan. Or at least he was not photographed. But, you know. Get that guy out of I think he's... Uh, long gone, you think? I think we'll find out more when their show premieres in the yeah. late winter. I assume. But so that's what was happening at that wedding. Busy wedding weekend. So while Kim is out there making everyone laugh Kanye and Drake had a party at well not Kanye and Drake Drake had a party at his place in Canada and Dave Chappelle was there and Kanye was there and they're like we're burying the feud and I was just like I hate this I know it's so funny like I guess there had been a post maybe like a week before where Kanye and this like promoter um had or another person had like invited him to like uh, invited Drake to bury the hatchet and so this was the like follow through um, and I yeah I don't know I just was like I don't care also Drake is embroiled in this like horrific story and, and he's I'm out just, there like, having a good old yeah, time like, I don't care about I don't care about your beef I don't care about that you like and it was like largely about had a lot to do with Kim yes it was um, about Drake saying in in his music that he slept with kim which mm-hmm. is that's why i think it's even worse of kanye to bury the hatchet quote it's unquote, so purposeful because it's like oh she's with someone else i don't give a shit what she does i don't have a problem with you anymore yeah you're that you kanye and drake are both misogynistic dicks i never liked drake i thought he was too i always thought he was too whiny he's always crying well anyway no girls don't treat me good i want a girl i want a good girl me 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 not a Drake fan. I'm not a Drake fan either. Um, yeah, just just musically. I was um, on the grassy. Baby, baby, baby. My name is Drake. Baby, 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 Girls like me because I'm sad, <laughs> but I'm not really sad because I I I only love my mom and my bed. <laughs> this is a very good impression. Uh, this could be like a full SNL audition. Hey guys, it's me, Drake. <laughs> Come, uh, work, 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 work. Okay, I've lost my mind. <laughs> no, it's really good. <laughs> the headline is we don't care. So good for them. Good for them. We don't give a shit. But meanwhile, okay, this is our last, maybe our so, last bit of Kim news. While petty Kanye is doing that, Kim fucking rescued oh. the Afghan women's soccer team. Not just them, 130. No, she didn't do it by herself. So um, this is an astonishing so, story. You know, since the Taliban has taken over Afghanistan, uh, it's become a very dangerous place for women, especially women in sports, because it's viewed as um, 
like uh, a rebellion against the Taliban. So, um, so they were, the Premier League and the Leeds United were planning to take 30 of the teenage players and in all their families. So it's 130 people that they were going to take to London to have them quarantine for 10 days and then figure out how to like set them up with new lives. And they were like, we're trying to figure out all the moving parts. And Kim called directly to say like, I want to pay for it. So she, she paid for the flight. She chartered this plane for them um, to get that, which is also like, think of how complicated and dangerous that is. I mean, she wasn't like on it herself, but Mm. she did, you know, contribute to getting 130 people to, asylum essentially yeah it wasn't like her idea but she also was doing this while campaigning to get julius jones commuted his death sentence commuted and it right i mean he was supposed to be today thursday he was supposed to be um it was like a true 11th hour yeah thing i'm not thinking of any words right he was supposed to be commuted. executed. Yeah, he was yeah. supposed to be executed, executed, and then the governor um, commuted his sentence. Yeah, and not that she's the only person. She's not the only person in any of these, you know, no, situations. No, but I think it's... Look, it's... <laughs> if we're talking... This is what this lady got up to this week, you know? And yeah. it's it's pretty pretty insane that she said that you know all day she was on the phone with him off and on you know when he wasn't talking to lawyers and family and she said that he like they offered to give him sedatives or or drugs anxiety that they give right before they go to and he said he didn't want it he didn't want to be you know he's like i have nothing to feel guilty about i want to i have a clear conscience if this is going to happen and then it didn't so he still his sentence was uh commuted from death sentence to life in prison and with with saying he will not appeal anymore but he can still do it at the state and federal level so he cannot go back through the courts that he you know he was he did go through but there's still a pathway forward for him to because this people are like dna evidence has i mean should have exonerated him and they just won't reopen it so uh so yeah i mean she like i said she's not doing it all by herself but think of what this woman is doing but it's about it's less here's the thing yes of course she's not doing it by uh, by herself she we're talking about it we're talking about afghan women we're talking about uh unjustly incarcerated people like that's what this is about like Kim using her platform yeah. and her insane fame that in the same week we're talking about her holding hands with big dick Pete Davidson. It's the same woman is using her platform to bring attention and eyeballs to some of the biggest causes facing humanity. And to that, I say, how does she do it? How does she do it? We love her. Remember that Jessica, Sarah Jessica Parker movie. How does she do it? Uh. <laughs> I don't. How does she do it? How does Kim get it all done? When does she sleep? She, she, you know, I think she sleeps a lot too. It is amazing to, to see her. Like I tweeted today. I was like, she's not like the other ones. No, she's not. Not our, she's evolved. Our Kimmy is evolved and we love her. We love her. Speaking of unjust legal news, (laughs) our Brittany is free. Free. Um, the legal news is not unjust. What happened to her was I did that transition a little, a little clunky, but we got there. So look, it was very likely 
everybody I think felt that this was very likely to happen. It doesn't mean it's not a historic moment. Her conservatorship is dismantled. She's freed from her 14, almost 14 year long uh, conservatorship. And she immediately started putting up a lot of incredible posts. Yes. Uh, it's really, I encourage everyone to go check them out because it's really impossible to do them justice because it's, but she posted a video of herself talking and it was really incredible because she, she thanked the Free Britney movement for saving her life. Oh. And then, which is like, how amazing I keep thinking for those people because they were really branded as kind of internet lunatics yeah. like and by myself included at times especially it was at like first where you're like why are you guys crying outside the courthouse yeah, like it just looked a little like sad and desperate and crazed and like anytime people care too much about celebrities and it's like it really is a huge victory lap huge for feat. yeah but she said um it honestly still blows my mind every day I wake up and that I wake up how my family and the conservative were able to do what they did to me it was demoralizing and degrading I'm not even mentioning all the bad things they did to me, which they should all be in jail for. Yes, including my church-going mother. Uh, I'm used to keeping peace for the family and keeping my mouth shut, but not this time. I have not forgotten, and I hope they can look up tonight and know exactly what I mean. And then in the video, this was so cute to watch. She said she's really looking forward to having the keys to her car and being able to be independent and feel like a woman. She also said she wants to see money for the first time. <gasps> I mean, um, she wants to see cash for the first time. For the first time. But this part, it was really cool. The end of it, she was like, I'm a very strong woman, so I can only imagine what the system has done to those people. Hopefully my story will make an impact and make some changes. And she talked about how she really wants to dedicate her life to helping people that have uh, don't have the strength and the resources that yeah. she's had. Oh, I just am so happy. I can't believe it's real. And she wants to have a baby. Oh, and yeah, she talked about wanting to have a little girl in another post. She's just living life. She's living life with that hunky, hunky guy. <sighs> Did we talk about that article? Oh, my God. There's so much this week. There's so much this week. Oh, my God. This New York Times article, this profile of Sam Asghari. Which was not very illuminating. It was no, but illuminating in its non-illuminance. <laughs> <laughs> Katie Weaver, who used to be a writer at Jezebel, and I, I've been reading her writing for a really long time. And this was a divisive article. Some people were like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> um, like I sent it to my sister and she was like, this article sucks. And I was like, no, it's like a little puzzle box. It's yes. fascinating. And it's it's a it's a one of my favorite things where it's a re, kind of a real time like what's happening at the shoot. It's very meta. It's yes. very meta because it's like she's talking about miscommunications and they thought they're like there's no video component to this. He wanted to show you his stunts, his like, like stunt work. <laughs> we also meet like his manager who sounds like a nut, and then really the star oh. is this. Creative director Maxi. Maxi. <laughs> we love Maxi. This, the way the journalist painted Maxi as making everything about him, <laughs> as, <laughs> um, as saying, like, you know, saying that the, the readers could not. Uh, imagine what all the maneuvers he would be doing and he said because I have a vivid imagination I can't visualize it so I don't understand how other people could <laughs> it's an amazing it's an amazing piece and it's about like basically the 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 heart of it is that 
clearly Sam and his team wanted to get this fee- this profile in the New York Times, but they wouldn't agree to let him to let any questions be about Britney. But obviously, the only reason. So so Katie, as the writer, is like sidestepping that. Um, but but that's what the the craziest part of it is is that he won't talk about Britney. Fine. She asked him what it was like to leave his mother and sisters in Tehran. Yeah. As an adolescent, move to America, learn a, a learn a new language, and then live with a father he hadn't seen since he was four. And he goes, to be honest with you, it wasn't hard for me at all. It was easy for me. That's how he's answering these questions. That's how he's answering these questions. They asked him, like, what was it like before you were an actor? He's like, I worked at Best Buy. And he's like, I find happiness in every job. He sounds like a robot. It's like a a sort of malfunctioning robot. But then she's also cutting him like she calls him um, having deadpan humor. And so that some of his jokes, he's really like earnest in joke uh, in, in his joking. Um, he sounds like an enigma. Yes. Like he's, he uh, they, she asked him what his job is right now. And he says, I'm a plumber, like deadpan. And then later says, my job at the moment is acting. He clarified. And it's, and it's interesting because he's like, not really. He's just like a stunt choreographer actor. Basically. He also says this part's amazing. He doesn't watch shows or movies. He says he only watches performances. Asked to name a performance he'd watched recently. Mr. Asgari said, Hugh Jackman. I watch clips of him acting. Jason, Jason Statham. I watch clips of him acting. <laughs> I love it. Go read this article. You guys, it's, we're not even doing it justice. It is like a long poem put it put it in the notes it's i'll I'll link it i'll link Uh, it it is bizarre it's so bizarre and so i think the mr maxi felt as if it was such a smear (laughs) campaign against him he went on to instagram it was like i forget what he was saying but he was like really dogging katie weaver but unprofessional said she stunk and that she's He said she stunk and she was like leering at Sam and ate a bunch of bagels maybe and like was like she he just like absolutely dragged her like an asshole and it's so and then went, went private yes and then he went private I requested uh, Trish got in on the ground floor we didn't get there in time uh um delicious it's a there's so many gems we could get lost in this for hours it's so fun do yourself a favor I'll link it so go go ahead and get back there and uh but happy for britney yes hope she gets a baby i hope she drives her car i i tweeted this this week one of my very favorite things about britney and it really is the most like california girl feeling thing even though she's obviously not a california girl at heart but like no she's louisiana girl i know we all know southern sweeties but she loves to drive her fucking car like it's my favorite thing she just like that and i relate so much but it also makes so much perfect sense because she became famous around 16 when she would have been driving a car Mm -hmm. and then kind of was always controlled even when she was allowed for you know she just there was always control over her. Remember that part of the doc with one of the recent docs that was like, they like set up a whole sad little day for her to drive her car just like out in the, in middle of nowhere. Like it's clearly like a fixation. Yeah. I totally get it. And I want to see her fucking fly past me on the highway. (laughs) I would be so ecstatic. Like the time I saw Nicolas Cage and he almost caused a wreck. Of course. (laughs) I've told you the story. It was like the first week I moved to LA 
uh, my old roommate and good dear friend Erica and I were like, I don't know where we were going. We might have just kind of been like driving around to yeah. get the lay of the land. And we were on uh, either the 405 or the 101. And beside us, we see Nicolas Cage, like in a, like a little Mercedes coupe. I'm like, oh my God, that's Nicolas Cage. And then all of a sudden he speeds up, cuts in front of us and slams on his brakes to start waving at a car beside him of people like fans that were trying to take a picture. But he was like, oh, they're waving at me. Let me, (laughs) let me give them a good picture. That I was like, that is the funniest thing. Cause he truly like slammed on his brakes in the, like the HOV lane too. He was like, hi. It was being nice but i heard a very funny nicholas cage story that's one of my favorites that's for anyone who knows la there is a little teeny tiny historic little bar it's a tiki bar called the tiki tea and if you come to la come visit it it has like 12 jessica seats. works there on saturday i truly would if i could <laughs> only family are allowed to work there <laughs> it's how they got around the loophole of being able to smoke in there for years was because technically there were no employees it was family run so so oh. even after it was banned um in california that people could still smoke there but that's long gone but it's a very funny little bar and there's a lot of um you know what do they call it like regulars right Mm -hmm. and one time uh a regular tim and i were there and a regular told us a story i don't know why we were chatting to somebody and they were like oh man uh, there were t- there was two regulars and they were telling us they were like remember the era when Nick Cage was coming in all the time and we were like what and they were like yeah he would have his driver drive him this place is the tiniest little box it's like just a teeny little like diorama of a tiki bar but they said Nicolas Cage would have his driver drive him in his um, Rolls Royce Phantom that's why I was wondering what car you were gonna say and it would park just park outside for like six hours and he would just get absolutely smashed on tiki drinks and then stumble out into like his Rolls Royce Phantom and be driven up into the hills or wherever he lives. Look, I know he's a complex uh, person because he does have like domestic yes. abuse charges and yes. stuff from when he lived in New Orleans. But to be honest, he was in a cursed home when he when that happened. <laughs> this rationale. He was in a haunted and cursed home. And I think a lot of dark things were happening, not to excuse him. But I think he, I think a demon got hold of him is all I'm saying. It's a classic demon Look, situation. I don't think it's good, but that's what happens when you're in a demonic home. I'm with you. Like the Lollerie Mansion. Oh, God, I'm obsessed with that story. Okay. It's horrible. Um. Okay, so other fun stuff that happened was... Okay, you guys have been listening to a free preview of Ellis for Losers. Ooh, we hope you liked it. Oh, yeah. And if you did, you can go on over to patreon.com slash L is for losers and you can sign up to listen to our full episodes, mm-hmm. which are quite meaty. <laughs> and we also will have our vintage recaps of Keeping Up with the Kardashians. Oh, it's fun. We got a whole lot of stuff there for you. You're going to love what you find. Yeah, it's <laughs> patreon.com slash L is for losers. Bye.